Monday to Thursday, 10 p.m. till midnight. The time I did mention is 20 minutes and now it's actually 19 minutes until the news update. But let us welcome A-teamer who is Makoma Likalakala. She is a social, economic, uh, environmental activist. And uh, she's a bit of a crazy lady. And we say she's crazy, but she's going to tell us why she's a bit of a crazy lady. Because she stopped a nuclear deal. Not on a local level, on an international level. And if if that is not crazy for a woman to do, I don't know what crazy is. Let us welcome warmly Makoma Likalakala. Thank you very much for joining us, Makoma. Good evening and good evening to your listeners. You are one of those women that just make me proud to be a woman, make me unapologetic to be a woman, because your craziness is beautiful craziness. Tell us a bit about yourself, Makom. Um, as I said, Makoma, I am um, a resident of Soweto, and um, I relate to ordinary women in the country who hold the sharpest edge of a blade the sharpest edge of a blade to their bare hands in order to protect their environment or their offspring. That's simply how I can introduce myself. My goodness, the introduction is uh, befitting, but I think you've really understated it there because um, you are one of those women who have done some amazing and great things. How did you get into becoming a social, economic, environmental activist? One thing that I can say is that I may be recognized as one, but there's many others. I think um, the recognition is also the recognition to many other unknown women, uh, the heroes, the heroes of our country, who on a daily basis are doing amazing work. And um, the material conditions that one lives under uh, tend one into an activist. Growing up uh, in Soweto from a poor background and uh, being faced with the harshness of reality, and that's what tends me to say, I can't just let this go on i have to do something and i think that's what most women are doing on a daily basis i don't really like to put myself first i know that i work in a collective with a collective of many other people who on an everyday basis uh, wake up say we want to improve our lives and uh, along the line they also sacrifice their lives and their livelihoods well, uh, A-teamers, you have heard the introduction of uh, this powerful Imbogoto, a uh, powerful woman, Makoma uh, Likalakala. And uh, if you'd like to ask questions, we are talking women leading in the environmental space, but she is going to be talking especially about the issues of nuclear, because that's one of the issues she's dealt with, and she literally put a, a marker in uh, the world stage when it comes to that. Atimas, you can ask your questions. You can um, pose your questions to Mark Oma by SMSing us on 41391 or calling us on 011 714 4045 or on 0891 Let's talk about uh, this particular nuke deal that you stopped. 
you mm-hmm. and your partners? Yes. I think first we have to um, remember that November is um, the anniversary of, of the uh, Nagasaki and Hiroshima nuclear bombing. And that tends how we see the world and how the world works together. And uh, because of that ended the Second World War, that's um, how the United Nations was formed, so that uh, we can work, we can live in peace and in solidarity together. Um, the nuclear energy actually is, um, it started around that time when um, it was said we've got this uranium and what do we do about it? And the bombs were not uh, useful. They killed a lot of people. And uh, what can we do? And the uranium then was fabricated and turned into atoms that uh, were creating electricity. However, we have seen that that's not the electricity that um, is um, uh, associated with peace. We know what happened in Chernobyl, but also that uh, the kind of electricity is um, very expensive and uh, it has externalized costs, particularly relating to the waste product of it, that today we don't know how to discard it, even scientists, and um, that radioactiveness um, has been around on of, of, of the nuclear energy power stations has been around for, for years and then it's going to remain highly radioactive for a number of years, for, for hundreds and hundreds of years to come. But the other thing is that everything that has got to do with nuclear energy is done secretly. And citizens um, everywhere do not have the deciding power to say this is the kind of energy that we want. And we have also, um, in the recent years, that... Um, uh, we have had people saying who are promoting nuclear energy and saying it's, um, it, 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 it's a solution for climate change. It's not a solution for climate change. It's, it's highly radioactive and carbon intensive. And this is not the kind of electricity that you can um, um, say we're we going for nuclear energy and you would get electricity from that um, nuclear energy in about three years or four years. So it takes too long to deliver, and then um, it's quite dangerous in the sense that the waste that comes out of space, it, um, you can't do anything about it, although we are told that uh, and the scientists who are looking into how safely they can store um, the waste. And in South African terms, um, we know that uh, the only nuclear power station that is in Africa it's in South Africa and it's Quebec nuclear uh, power station. As we speak today, there's waste around the power station that is a ticking time bomb that um, any time, if a mistake can happen, then we are in trouble. And um, for, for example, we live in times of the pandemic. There's um, the National Disaster Management Act, which has been effected, and there's restrictions around the movement if anything happens at Quebec, uh, imagine the disaster that is going to happen there. That radioactiveness and people not being able to move from one place to the other. And that's one thing that um, the activists around Cape Town have asked what are sort of safety measures that have been put in this time of the pandemic. The nuclear energy or the nuclear sector has been 
it's, it's one sector that is also shrouded uh, in secrecy and also entirely corrupt. Uh, entirely corrupt. We have seen um, with the court case that you have mentioned that um, there was already lace of corruption. Imagine if somebody does a desktop study and uh, gets away with more than 200 million. And uh, what does it mean of um, the other under-the-table activities that are taking place? And we saw how the Russians, together with the former president, Zuma, were, had, had that deal. And that's what we were uh, fighting for. Um, but then we also are advocating for alternatives. Those alternatives would be renewable energy technology. That technology that you don't have to buy the sun, you don't have to buy the wind. You can only have a particular technology that would be able to provide cheap um, and reliable electricity that um, would also promote the creation of localized jobs. So now, when you and your team decided we are going to put an end to this and uh, we are going to make sure that we take this particular issue to the courts as women because we are putting the environment first, what was the process of dealing with an international issue while you're in South Africa? Um, One of the issues that we have in the country is um, lack of access to basic services. And one of the basic services is access to electricity. And that access to electricity, that's what people need um, uh, urgently. So in people needing that electricity urgently, it doesn't, we don't have to wait for 20 years to wait, 20 years or more to wait for a nuclear nuclear energy reactor to be constructed. Um, So one of the things that that there is abundant, unexploited electricity that can be generated from, for example, solar, for example, wind, for example, this. And this is not um, um, uh, exploited. And we were asking ourselves, why is this not happening? But also that relates to the kind of um, um, regulations and legislation that we have in the country. Um, If we look at the Electricity Regulation Act, it says, people should be part of decision-making to decide what sort of electricity we want. And it also further puts that uh, that electricity should be a a low-cost option, meaning that it cannot be very expensive, um, cost-wise, economic-wise, and also it has got got to have less or no externalized costs um, around it. Um, if we make an example about coal, there's externalized costs around coal. We are choking in pollution, particularly people in the Mpumalanga area of Red Bank and also around um, the places where we find the coal-fired power stations. So if we really have to decide on an electricity option, being, we have to impact on the health of the people. It doesn't have to impact on the nature the, the natural environment around where electricity is generated. For example, you find acid mine drainage, the water is polluted, and then that is not the kind of electricity option that we want. And the regulations in South Africa state that, and so part of us going to court was to ensure that uh, they had institutional uh, rights 
um, are being respected and there's implementation on what we have on policies and regulations. Mm. You know, uh, Makoma, we had spoken a couple of weeks ago here on the show about nuclear energy. And obviously, we had an expert talking about the pros and the cons. And one of the, the cons that were mentioned was the cost, of which you've also mentioned. But yes. right now, renewable energy does not seem to be picking up pace in South Africa. And in the, in the sidelines, there are still deals pushing for nuclear energy to be one of our generators of electricity in South Africa. Do you think that nuclear energy is going to get what uh, is being proposed? Will these power stations be built or are we going to put an end to it? Uh, One thing that we have to accept, yes, we need an energy mix in the country, but nuclear should not be part of that. And the integrated resource plan that is the energy blueprint for the country does mention that um, we can only consider um, nuclear around 2030. So for now, that is something that is really out of out of sight, and uh, that is informed by um, a whole lot of other issues. For an example, that um, um, for an example, um, the the cost. Yes, it's quite expensive. We cannot afford it as a country. And then we've had different ministers saying that uh, we can go really when we can be at a place and that we can be able to afford. Um, what When we went to court, um, the, the judge or the ruling had said that um, we uh, all the other things have been set aside. We can only... Um, think about nuclear or take nuclear as an option if we have fulfilled the regulatory and legislative processes around that. So every time there's talk about uh, nuclear uh, coming into place, it's part of the nuclear mix, but then there's no regulatory and then legislative processes that are, 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 are supporting or are being put in place so that uh, we can be able to, as a country, yes, we do really need uh, nuclear energy. Um, so in a way, anyone says um, it doesn't fall, it doesn't hold. Um, after the court ruling, I think a few months after, um, we had talks from the then Minister Mashobo, um saying exactly what we had recently from um, the DMRE and uh, Minister Mantashe. And we went back to court to say, this is the court ruling. And this is what the court ruling had said. And then um, Minister Masobo then um, had to put an affidavit to say the country cannot think or the country cannot uh, continue with its nuclear ambitions up until all legislatory and regulatory processes have been fulfilled. So it's, 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 it's a no, it's, it's a given that uh, whatever we do should be within the constitutional um we should be around the constitutional um what what the constitution is is putting across as uh, the legislation regulations which not just say uh, we're going ahead with nuclear but however we find a new thing here um that um the nuclear preparations as the minister had said in defense um around um, piloting what is called the small modular reactors and uh, when we talk about the small re- modular reactors that takes us back to around 2010 when we found that 
around 10 billion rands was put down the drain because of um, the pebble bed modular reactor, which we had warned as um, civil society organizations that um, this is not what we need. We have to invest more into renewable energy technologies so that we can have security of supply on electricity. Now, you spoke about um, us needing an energy mix in South Africa and obviously across the globe, but obviously excluding the nuclear energy. Can you give us examples of some of the energy um, sources that we can utilize as opposed to nuclear? Uh, Currently... Okay, the country has uh, committed itself internationally to just transition to a low carbon. That low carbon development obviously includes an energy mix, but that energy mix is an energy mix that is not carbon intensive. So um, we can exclude um, uh, um, nuclear energy. Uh, at current moment, we have uh, much of our electricity generated from coal, which is being phased out uh, based on some of the commitments and also with the consideration of um, the havoc that is being caused by, by climate change. So solar is in the mix, um, wind is in the mix, biogas is in the mix, and um, these are low, besides them being low carbon, this is what we have, uh, the country has projections on increasing renewable energy and also increasing uh, increasing renewable energy technologies. And if we have this mixture, phasing coal will be like um, we have to do, we have made commitments, so we'll have that kind of energy mix. Excellent. I think uh, that's about the time we have, but uh, how can you encourage us as South Africans to advocate for the right thing for our environment just in a couple of seconds? Um, I think for now we are faced with um, um, the devastating impact or the negative impact of climate change. And um, the question that we need to ask ourselves is who will stop this madness of climate change, of seeing environmental degradation, of not being able to experience what recently uh, happened in Zimbabwe, Malawi and the Mozambique of um, um, the cyclones, Igai and, mm. and Kenneth. And uh, that tells us that uh, we have to do something. And one of the things that we have to do, which internationally, the International Panel on Climate Change has um, highlighted, is that we need to move away from, from generating our electricity from coal. And this is something that we need to embrace as South Africans because that would give much more benefits than what people are worried about not having electricity. On that, note, on that note, Makomo, because of time, I need to go to news. I'd like to thank you for joining us. Hopefully we'll have more discussions around what we need to do for the environment in the near future. Thank you so very much, and we love your craziness. Thank you. <laughs> thank you very much. That was Makomo Likalakala. Let us move now to the news with Zolega Kodashe.